Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast, where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Hi, welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. My name is Sharon Wegman. And I'm Kate Byler. And today we're going to be talking about money beliefs Mm -hmm. and how you experience money is very tied to a lot of the things you learned growing up. And like food, it's all day, every day. Everything is often tied to money and it's a big element in counseling. For sure. It's uh, one of the biggest stressors in marriages, but also just big stress in general that people bring into our office, whether they're married or single. Right. So for most married people, the top three things that they fight about are money, sex, and children. Mm-hmm. So it is the source of a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, we want to kind of figure out what are do we believe? Where did it come from? And do we actually believe what we were taught? Right. So yeah. let's just, go ahead. No, I was just saying that like... A lot of the thoughts we were thinking of always start off of of how you experienced your parents handle money growing up or maybe how they talked about money. Yeah, definitely. And so most a lot of it is from the things that we heard our parents talk about and the traumatic situations that we might have experienced tied to money. Um, So let's kind of go through and what I want everybody who's listening to do is just kind of pay attention. What did you hear? What do you connect with? Write these things down or remember them in your head, because these are the agreements you have to decide. Do you believe these things? Because even if you don't recognize that you believe them, they're still floating around in the background. Definitely. And it becomes so part of our everyday thinking that you might not even see it, like you said, as a belief or something fantastical or, you know, catastrophic, but it just becomes so ingrained in how we see something. It just is very normal, but most of the time our normal actually can be, you know, picked apart and less stressful if we choose to get curious about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so it's so important to figure out what am I believing and operating out of? Because lots of times we don't really examine our money beliefs. Um, so the first one that I was thinking about is sometimes, um, there's a lot of messages that are given to children, like that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem because you are already giving the children information regarding the financial capability of the household. And often I have to tell parents, you cannot talk about money with your children in those terms, because what happens is they start owning that problem. Yeah. And I, my Wi-Fi cut out for just a half a second, but I don't know if you touched that. It like creates guilt, like those statements create guilt for the child. And then we, we make decisions out of that guilt when we're adults, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. I shouldn't ask for that. I shouldn't need that. That's not necessary. 
And so we feel guilty when it even comes to the self-care of buying a Starbucks. Right. Um, especially when we have the, the funds for it. <laughs> right. And so have to go without all the time. Yeah. And so we really have to figure out how, what we are identifying as truth, because that's a problem um, in how we continue to move forward in even self-care. Mm-hmm. Money affects self-care. If you don't even, if you feel guilty the second you buy a Starbucks, then you are automatically already taking away the power of what self-care can do. Right. For sure. Not that Starbucks is self-care. I'm just explaining a theory. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes our parents have made poor decisions regarding mm-hmm. money in our background. And that feeds into um, our own fears about money because of their poor decisions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we tend to go one direction or the other. We become too controlling because we don't want anything bad to happen. Or maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum, we just sabotage ourselves because that's what we saw our parents do. Right. I think if you see like a financial counselor, they'll ask you like something similar, just less trauma talk. Are you a spender or a saver? Right. Like where do those habits come from if you're more likely to hoard and save a lot of money versus spending it all the time. Those all come from a lot of times how we experience our parents talk about money and make their own money decisions or not talk about money. (laughs) Absolutely. And then often you'll see, you'll see modeled parents arguing about money. Mm -hmm. And when parents are arguing about money, it creates messages in our own head as children regarding money. Mm-hmm. And there can also then get again be back to guilt and shame tied to money, right? And like that, uh, the word like responsibility like comes up. I think in my head as a child, when you hear your parents talking about money, I think as a child we feel somewhat responsible of like, oh, I can't ask for that, like you had said before, or this program I want to do, or this camp for a week. I, I'm not even going to ask because it sounds like it'd be too expensive anyways. Yeah. So much guilt and shame tied to money and shame never makes good decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Empowerment does. So it's so important to figure out what are your beliefs tied to money. And there's another one that we were thinking about, which is you can be bullied Mm -hmm. as a result of money. Yeah. The loss of money or you could actually even be bullied because maybe you're the rich kid, quote unquote. Yeah, absolutely. So if there's bullying tied to poverty, which is more likely, and you don't have what other kids have, mm-hmm. you can form a lot of beliefs tied to money that money equals success. Money equals I'm not going to get bullied. Money equals protection. Right. Money equals like acceptance and like being able to be wanted and uh, likable even. Right. Um, So hopefully you're kind of picking up and thinking about that as far as what you learned growing up, because we, our goal is to always help you identify what are the beliefs that you have that you don't even recognize. Yeah. And most likely these things that we're talking about 
are probably attached to like a memory or story. And if that is what is popping up as we're listing these things, that's what we want for you guys to catch on to. It was like, oh, when, when, you know, Cater Sharon says that, I think of this one time, I remember my parents arguing about like our, my house's, our house's mortgage or something, you know? Right. When you remember what those types of conversations, they definitely have impacted, you know, how we see things. So we, those are the stories we want you to catch on to and know that it has shaped, you know, some type of belief. Right. And so what happens is this feeds into how we meet, move into using money as an adult, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I have money, I am blank. Right. I am successful, I am safe, I am in control, I am whatever. Um, Why can't I enjoy what I have? Maybe it's the opposite direction. Right. Maybe I wasn't, maybe parents had money and didn't allow money to be used. And we have beliefs formed out of that stinginess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm even thinking like, maybe you have become really successful from a fan compared to your family growing up and not that you would maybe want to recklessly spend your money, but spending money when not having any can feel empowering. Yeah. Right. And so there's a balance with that. Like, of course, spend money if you have money to spend, but, you know, where is that belief that it's like, oh, now I can enjoy everything I, I, I can have access to, I guess, you know? Right, exactly. So it, it's always on a continuum, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one belief kind of goes one direction or the other. Right, exactly. Um, and in this situation, the next one would be, um, if I have money, I won't miss out. Mm-hmm. I won't be left out. Right. Um, and so... People might feel that and then they might try to buy themselves happiness mm-hmm. because I'm trying to heal a wound from my childhood that actually cannot be healed through the use of money. Right. Absolutely. But it is a convenient and easy way to poorly heal a wound, right? In a quick, in like a fast food um, matter of fact, right? Sure. Absolutely. So it can be comforting, which it's not bad if something's comforting, but it's not doing the actual healing of, you know, what maybe poverty inflicted on your life, you know, what growing up in your home felt like. Um, and it's hard to find that balance. I think I, I mean, I, when you said that, I kind of think too, if we've grown up in a very impoverished areas with unmet needs, right. So having, buying lots of food, maybe like, having excess amount of clothes when you didn't know if you were going to have clothes for the winter, right? Like these are ways we fill holes in a lot of unmet needs. And I wouldn't, I don't want, I don't say that saying to shame people for how they do that, but it's just important to catch that, right? That like that unmet need is that important that we're still filling it into our adulthood. Sure. And, and we see people in um, like who have grown up in poverty in maybe a marginalized, you know, culture within Mm -hmm. our country that get involved in criminal activity so that they don't, they have the money Mm -hmm. that makes them feel powerful. Yeah. And 
it's not as simple as, oh, they just decided to do this. No, they decided to do it because they saw it as the means of happiness. They saw it as the means of power. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, Another one. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it is an easy way to like touch on feeling, you know, having some control, I should say, like money is an easy way to give us control over some type of happiness or some type of when we're feeling powerless, it, it is an easy way to have somewhat control over a situation, even if it's for, you know, a temporary moment. And so we say that because we, we get it. Like it's, it's easy in that way to almost fix how we're feeling with money and, and can bring us temporary comfort and happiness. Absolutely. And it is, it is a big issue in the United States. I mean, people have gambling addictions and addictions with spending Mm -hmm. based out of these beliefs. For sure. So part of why we're doing this podcast on this is you really need to identify those beliefs because they are what lead to your addiction. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I think people are afraid, a little afraid to get curious about. It almost feels like a prickly thing to touch because if we choose to go there, we all have like some healing to do, right? Which is hard work. And so like I know for myself, doing budget talks with my husband gives me anxiety, but I have to go there as to why, like what's actually giving me anxiety. It's not our financial situation. (laughs) You know, it could be at times, but in general talking about money, right? Like, again, if you go back to all of our podcasts, listening to your body, when you bring, when we bring up money, are you really like trying to turn this podcast off right now? (laughs) You know, get curious about it because odds are when you get curious about the things that are hard, it'll, it'll always turn out better. You'll have a better grasp on what's happening for you. Sure. Um, And, you know, how did we learn to medicate away pain? Mm -hmm. Was it through purchasing or buying or going out to meals or whatever? If that's what our parents taught us, Mm -hmm. we have to reevaluate that belief. Do I believe that actually brings me happiness? Right. What percentage does it fill my heart? And the reality is we know it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But but we perceive that it does. Definitely. And, yeah. and sometimes we grow up in, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was thinking about sometimes we grow up in a culture that decides the morality of the use of money. Mm, sure. Like it is immoral to not save everything you make. Mm-hmm. It is immoral to not work your butt off and earn as much money as you can. Right. The cultural priorities shape how we view what we do with money. Right. And I guess like when you say that, I almost like it gives, I gives us identity too. Right. So if you're not working your butt off to make the most money you can, you're lazy. Like that to me is a belief and a lie that goes hand in hand. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to not be lazy and not like fulfill this false identity, that is a lie. I'm going to just work as hard as I can you know, what, right. Right. And then I live anxious if I'm not able to make money or Mm -hmm. something happens Mm -hmm. because I've tied my safety to money, right? My worth to money. 
So many different things. And let's talk again about like people who grew up in a culture where there was a lot of poverty Mm -hmm. might have used money to buy acceptance. For sure to fit in. (laughs) Yeah. And I, we get that completely. Mm -hmm. I can remember that as a child, people buying the most expensive sneakers, which it's still an issue, but thankfully not quite as much as it used to be, but that was their worth. That's how they were accepted. Definitely. So our challenge for all of you today is to just ask yourself, what are my money beliefs and what do I agree with? What do I not agree with? Right. And there's not always a a super right or wrong. I'm thinking in the cultural sense, like you were just saying, like um, there are certain cultures where, you know, having certain types of clothes, certain type of makeup, certain type of hair is super, super valued and important. Okay. Is that important for you in that culture? Right. Like if it is, how can you make your money work? Maybe it's not and you don't have to keep spending. You know, it's like we understand that we all come from different dynamics and, you know, cultures and family cultures that prioritize certain things more than others, not necessarily right or wrong, but you're allowed to agree or disagree with them. Absolutely. So that's our thoughts for today. (laughs) Get you all stirred up, but mostly for you to have self-awareness because self-awareness changes how we make decisions. Yeah. So we'll see you on the next podcast. Be sure to like us on our socials and follow up, subscribe to this podcast and give us a good review because we always value that. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.